Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time Good. for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. On the 11th of July. You can tweet us. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. You can call us. 799-1250. What did we accomplish so far today? Uh, I said that I think the... Uh, Mark Antanasio should take steroids. At one point, I did say that. And we should trade Josh Hader. You want to trade Josh Hader. I want Hader. to trade Josh Hader. Not you. I also told you about my great ticket uh, plan where we got $135 tickets for 8 bucks. come the second inning on SeatGeek. Now, somebody did ask me, well, why didn't you just sneak down to the lower level? You already paid to get in. Why not just sneak down? Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't know what experience you have. I always end up taking – I always find the usher that's ready to pounce. Uh-huh. Maybe it's just the way I look. Maybe it's some about how I look or how I carry, my, uh, carry myself. But we were walking down there, and we had the Elmo bobblehead, so she probably knew that we didn't have low seats anyway. So, Because I, I had the Elmo bobblehead because I paid for the Elmo tickets. So there if I'm go. walking down with the Elmo bobblehead, she's like, ain't no way these people really have seats down here. And then I showed her that we had the seats in 135, uh, or yeah, 123, 123. But they were $135 tickets for eight bucks, so I had to do it that way. You can't really hide an animal bobblehead. It's not like they let you bring in. I, I was, I didn't know they didn't let you bring in like draw bags. It's got to be clear. They I let saw, you bring in a diaper bag, though. I went uh, yesterday and I saw four or five people. <laughs> Sorry, Friday, four or five people bringing in these bags. I saw one turned away. Yep, they yeah. have they have these little storage lockers that you can now go to if you want. But you can bring in a big diaper bag. Yeah, that's, I could have brought in a massive acceptable. diaper bag. Yep, but I can't bring in a drawstring bag. Correct. What's wrong with the drawstring? Because you can't see what's in there. Just look what's in there. I don't ask me. So that, that takes too long I, I to do that. I don't work there. Don't ask me. The brewer, they're like, you can bring a large gallon Ziploc bag. Like, well, am I going to carry that around? Am I going to put a strap on it and carry it around like a purse? Uh, Tim Shea wants to trade Josh Hader, and he said it doesn't matter. You trade him for prospects. Yeah. Uh, okay, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. So no, you no. want to trade him for a bat? Trade him for a bat. You could probably get two or three. I'm sorry, but that's what every that the Brewers need a bat. The Brewers need two bats. The Brewers need three bats. First, they need to figure out the, it themselves, and then trade for a bat. 
you're not gonna you're gonna have Josh Hader sitting on the bench again during your playoff run. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, but then in the playoffs, you're gonna need Josh Hader. Are you? You're not winning a World Series without Josh Hader, right? I got it, man. I don't know. You're not winning a World Series without Josh Hader, and then if you trade him, you, you can't trade him to you can't trade him to anybody in the National League because you're not gonna lose to Josh Hader. You can trade him to the American League. Bob Nightingale of USA Today mentioned that the Brewers might listen on Josh Hader. And if you're going to trade somebody like that, you have to get guys that are going to impact you at the major league level. Somebody on Bleacher Report threw out a suggestion of with the Red Sox, Bobby Dahlbeck and then two prospects. And the prospects may turn out to be great, but I'm telling you, if the Brewers trade for a bench bat and two prospects for Josh Hader, they're going to burn down American Family Field. There's no way you do that. If you're the Red Sox and you want to give me Trevor's story, you know, then maybe we'll think about it. But I'm not I'm not doing it the other way. Uh, James says, congrats on the father-son moment. My man, those are epic. Hold them dear and close to your heart. I have to ask, what's the difference between heck- hacking your way to selling bobbleheads or hacking your way to better seats? Both emphasize money over time. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. You go to a game with your kid and you're walking around with seven Elmo bobbleheads that you're going to sell. I just, I don't know. I didn't like it. I'm looking at these Elmo bobbleheads. Right now there are 12 on eBay that you can buy. Listed at $60, $70, $50. The only one with bids right now is uh, $28 has a bid. So someone's willing to buy one for 28 bucks. I guess someone's selling an Elmo bobblehead and a twins, big bird bobblehead for 150 bucks, man. I got on you, I guess. Uh, Brett's in West Dallas. Brett, what's up? Well, this is brick, but Oh, brick. Tim, you have one job. Sorry, so I you know what? sorry. That, that makes me even more mad at Tim. I already yelled at him on when he, when he picked up the phone that he's a crazy, crazy person for wanting to trade Josh Hader, arguably one of the best, one of if not the best closers to ever play for the Milwaukee Brewers, and he wants to trade him away. Imagine for, have, imagine for being for on the radio back. the day after a guy's named to the All Star game, and you get on there and you're trying to trade him when you're a contender. Wouldn't be me. Wouldn't be me, Timmy. Defend yourself. No, Shake your head in shame. What? Audio, medium, what are you doing? Defend yourself. Here's my fear. Please. The Brewers you are going to sit there and shake your head. No, because I've 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 told you. Does I've you told you my crazy. side. Do it again. My fear is that the he's gonna sit with the Brewers for these next two years, a year and a half, and he's gonna walk away and we're gonna get nothing. Out of him. We mean nothing. We got seven great years with seven him. Seven great years. How many playoff wins? One. How many times did he pitch in those playoff games? Once. Great. Yeah, and he blew it against the great. Nationals. Trade him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trade him now. Wow. There we go. There's a Tim Shea that I I know there's I know there's a sports radio god in that body. I'm just gonna bring him out. You know, you know what, Tim? I think you know maybe you tr- maybe you're right. I think we should trade Corbin Burns because he might only pitch twice. In a playoff series, yeah. you know what? Trade, trade him. You know what? Trade away Yelich. Trade away Willie Adamas because they might only play in. In you know, they get a couple at bats a game. You're crazy, Tim. You're crazy. Yeah, defend yourself some more. 
best closer to ever play for. I'm going to say it: best closer to ever play for the Brewers. I love Raleigh Fingers, but Josh Hader's been dominant for almost five years. Best, best closer, closer to cl- you know, best closer to play you know, for the you know, Brewers. You know, Pitches one time in the playoffs, lose one time, then blows yeah, a game against the time. Nationals. Yep, best closer. With, without Josh Hader, you don't make the playoffs. You make the playoffs once out of those last four years. Without him, you don't even have a chance to win a playoff game, let alone get to the play. What you know, Tim? I think I think you just don't like people with long hair. I think that's what it is. Yeah, that and could be. I think you're it. taking that out on me because I have long hair too. Yeah, I haven't got my hair cut in a while, and I noticed that the the longer it gets, the mm-hmm. more Tim hates me. Same, me that's too. What we, yeah. That's what we do on this show, Bart. We get to the root the root cause yeah. of why Tim Shea is crazy. It's, maybe, it's maybe he doesn't like cause, you know he's cause he doesn't like hippies. He probably thinks we're hippies. No, and I bet he likes Mike the Painter. I bet Mike the Painter's got like a crew cut, a high and tight. No, nah, him and Mike the Painter have similar haircuts, like very little hair. <laughs> that's it. Tim, Tim's, Tim's no, bald. Tim, love you. Just give me a hard time, but I, still, I do still think you're crazy. Thank but you. I appreciate you, and I, I, I can't I, wait. I can't wait for Bart to prop you up enough that you can go get your own show somewhere else. That's what I do. Because that, that's what the producers do on Bart's show. You know, he gives them all this time, gives us all this airtime and the ability to shine, and then they just leave them high and dry. Doesn't that they make me look place, great, though? I mean, it only town. makes me look good. We're gonna like go like Romney and go to like a place called Sacktown. Like that's an upgrade from Milwaukee, from Brew City. <laughs> Romney, what so were they happy, talking happy, about on his show the other day? Happy for Romney too. Happy for him. Happy for all you guys. See you, buddy. You guys put out some great content. But I hope you guys both have the the day you deserve. <laughs> all right, you too, Rick. <laughs> Bye. That's a that's a nice way to. You could take that. I hope you have the day you deserve. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad Oh, I think thing. for me it is because he likes me, and I think he's mad at you, so uh, no. Yeah. Listen, I, again, for the millionth time, I just don't want him to sit there when it comes playoff time. When we're down 5-1, to one, guys. The Brewers can't score runs. That's problem number one. Well, they, had eight, they had six runs yesterday. Okay, great. They lost still. When they do score six or seven runs, they still lose. Uh, Justin's in North Carolina. Justin, what's up? Yo, what's up, Bart? How you doing today, man? Good. How you been? Man, I'm good, man. I actually came in town, went to the game yesterday. Kind of disappointing to go to the game. I And uh, let me tell you one quick thing about the game, and I want to talk about Tim trading a uh, hater because yeah. I see where he's coming from. So, the game yesterday, I don't know if you watched the game, but the bottom of the ninth inning when McCutch hit that bomb. So, I'm in whatever they call the restaurant now, and everyone left after Vogelbach hit his three-run home run. The ball's coming directly at me. And I had, I, I'm so disappointed in myself as a 39-year-old. As a 29-year-old, I would have caught the ball. As a 39-year-old, I made a business decision and decided I couldn't go to the funeral all swollen up because McCutcheon drilled that ball. The ball was drilled. Um, and, of course, Ben Gamble didn't throw the ball back to me. He threw it up into the fans above me, but that's all right. So, I want to talk about this team. So, you could have so caught the I, home run? I could have caught the home run. It literally hit right in front of where I was. But it bounced so hard, it bounced past Gamble in left field, off the railing. He oh, well, I'm going to look this up. Yeah. You see a guy with this Brew Crew jersey on that ran, that ran it. Yeah, that was me. So, that's what I got to tell my kids. So, you know. 
your your little guy got to go go down and go low and see the game close from the upper deck and stuff like that. Which I bought lower level tickets and no one checked my ticket either. So you're absolutely right about that. Oh so, yeah, I, I think I just I think I just okay. Hold on, I found the McCutcheon home run. I found back and gone. Two run home run. What were you wearing? A bird, the Brew Crew jersey and the hat. They all like blue stuff. The new one. I see ya. There you are in the restaurant. Yeah, I'm not gone. Oh, Justin. Way back and gone. Way back and gone. Business decision, brother. Business <laughs> Oh, that's oh, all right. Well, that's cool. It went out that far. I-, I think Tim would feel a lot differently this morning. And here's why I think Tim will feel differently. Because he talked about us. We don't score enough runs and all that stuff. If Josh Hader pitches yesterday, we probably win that game, Right. Because and I know this is a big like Gary would say on the big show. This is an if come maybe, but that three run home run to Vogelback probably doesn't happen, and McCutcheon's home run would be six to five for us. And I know that's a lot of if. Yeah, but so, then does McCutcheon hit that home run? You know. Yeah, that's why I said if come maybe. The thing is, trading Hater, we we don't need to trade him. We we kind of got to use him or use Williams or Box in these situations. There's no reason for Chichi Gonzalez being in a one-run game uh, in the top of the ninth where we have an opportunity to win and go 5-5 five and five against terrible teams. Like, this 4-6 and six against these bad teams just isn't what we're supposed to do. But what I'm hoping, Tim and Bart, is that we struggle now and we start to learn how to win. Right now, we just don't know how to win at the high clip that we're supposed to. And we become that World Series beating team that we're supposed to be because we have the talent to do it as far as the pitching staff. And the batters just got to wake up. Hey, Yellis was one for one yesterday. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good start. But yeah, man. Keep keep keeping us, uh, you know, influenced with uh, the Wisconsin Sports Talk Radio in uh, North Carolina. Always Are you back home now? Everybody. You're back in North yeah, Carolina? No, no, no. I'm here for a funeral, and then I leave right after the funeral today. Oh, sorry, bud. Yeah, man, it's all good. And then uh, I'm going to check on eBay, see if I can get my grandson one of those Elmo dolls that you got for your kids. 50 bucks, dude. Well, we just got to make sure my wife doesn't hear about that. We'll get him one. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, all right, Justin. Here, all right. See ya. Justin, North Carolina. Almost caught a ball yesterday. Was not to be. How's your poll doing? You put up a poll. Do you want to trade Josh Hader? At 12.50 a.m., the fan. Uh, 65% no, 34% yes. That's still a lot. That is. Absolutely not. This is Bruce City. Absolutely not. You don't trade your best players when you're in a World Series window. I, you you uh, said comment below with your trade proposal. Yeah, no one no said one's comment. No one's, no one's going to put their trade proposal. Well, yeah, what are, what are they supposed to do? I would trade him for this yeah, guy, this whatever. guy. Wait, wait, wait. I was just adding that because you asked, well, who do you trade him for then? Oh, don't blame me for that. I'm blaming you for that, but we ran a poll over on Friday versus uh, with uh, Cubs, Cardinals, who's the Brewers' biggest rival. Yeah, what'd you say? 50-50. 50-50? Yes. 234 votes. 50-50. I think it's the Cardinals. I thought it was the Cubs. Kevin Holden and I were discussing that during the entire afternoon. Uh, the you, you know who the you know who the Brewers' biggest rival is themselves. Bart, you won draft mockery. Congratulations. Why are you sound so surprised? Cause shut up. 
414-799-1250. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Holiday behind the back. Middleton back to Holiday. Inside. Portis for the slam. Holiday. Hits a three. Drew Holiday from way downtown. Connaughton for three. And they've blown it open with a 22-point lead. This group's just about, you know, getting better, improving, learning. This group, you know, finds a way to win and finds a way to get better. Antetokounmpo throws it up. Shot won't go. Gets the rebound. Back up. Bats it in. And a foul. Antetokounmpo sidestep. Layup. Got it. Antetokounmpo on the alley-oop. Back-to-back 40-point final games. He's got 41. There's no excuses, you know. Uh, we know we know what kind of game this was, you know, gonna be. We knew that if we lose the game, you're in a, you're in a hole, you know, 3-0, whatever the case might be. We knew that we had to come here and play great basketball. So I knew that. So no matter how I felt, no matter what I went through, or if I spent time with my family, or if I didn't spend time with my family, or whatever whatever I was feeling, I knew what type of game this. What I, you know, I'm going to come to the arena and trying to face. Uh, he's a great playmaker. He's a great passer. Um, you know, he's a great screener. Um, he does so many things. And I think when he's conscious of, you know, of, of doing a little bit of everything, um, you know, he's very capable and that's when he's at his best. And I know you said before you can't predict the future. Yes. But uh, Michael Jordan had four straight 40-point games against the Suns in the NBA Finals. I'm not Michael Jordan. Is that in jeopardy? <laughs> no. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not Michael Jordan. Uh, four 40-points in a <laughs> straight two. Four in a row. <laughs> yeah, I've never, uh, no, I'm not Michael Jordan. Uh, but, you know, all I care about right now is getting one more. That's all. You know, just uh, take care of business, doing our job. All right, so that was obviously not – that was from the Summer League game on Friday. <laughs> Giannis, Giannis came back and Drew came back and uh, they broadcasted on ABC. It was crazy. And man. there were 20,000 people there. <laughs> no, that was the uh, – that was the game, game three, which was a year ago today. That was a year ago today. The Bucks won game three in the NBA Finals. It was a must win that they had to get against the uh, against the Suns. We had we're we're, lo- we're looking back at the finals here throughout the month of July because last year the finals were in July, and so now it's like well one year ago this, one year ago that, and by next week we'll we'll have game six in the books. 
we took you through our thoughts after game one and then after game two. And so what we're doing is I'm just kind of replaying and reliving the starts of these shows where we first got our thoughts out there. And obviously after game three, we were very excited. Now I'm only going to, it's like a couple minutes when I play these, but if you're jumping in, if somebody's going to jump in the show and listen live without hearing this part of the explanation, you're going to be so confused. I don't know how to like make it sound like it's in the past. I, I maybe I need some like doo doo like some past music. I tried to edit the sound so it sounded like different, but then that was no good. So I'm just gonna play this. This is how we reacted after Game Three right away the next morning, uh, me and Toby. And if anybody's jumping in, then you're just gonna be confused, and uh, we'll just deal with the ramifications of that. So after Game Three. Toby and I got in here. For those of you listening right now, I can give you the fun little rewind sound effect so you really know what's going on, okay? But this is from after game three last year, which was a year ago today game three was in the NBA Finals. Bucks got the much-needed win. They bring this thing home, and they win 120 to 100. Giannis, another big night, back-to-back nights with 40-plus points and 10-plus rebounds. Something that just does not happen in the finals unless you're an all-time great. 41-13 and 13 to be exact. And we saw better from Drew Holiday, 8-14. of 14, And we saw better from Chris Middleton, 6-14, of 14, and some timely threes when they needed him. P.J. Tucker chipping in when, when needed. Brooke Lopez only playing 21 minutes, but was serviceable in that time. Jeff Teague, what is happening uh, Bobby Portis, chance of Bobby, Bobby, and Pat Connaughton played another 30 minutes and was good in those 30 minutes. This was a guarantee, uh, guarantee game for me. I didn't, I didn't think there was going to be any chance that they were going to lose this basketball game at any point. And the, the, what you saw last night is why Giannis, I, like Giannis is playing above the level that you were expecting in your first three career finals games. Giannis has 103 points. Rick Barry, 122. Allen Iverson, 106. Willis Reed, 104. Then Giannis, then Michael Jordan with 98. He had 30, 10, and 5 through three quarters last night. The only guys to do that in the last 30 years, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Michael Jordan. He's up there. He's in that, he's in that group when it comes to the NBA Finals. When it comes to all-time players, like what you are watching is this guy's going to be top 10 when we're done with this thing. This guy is incredible. He He's just been spectacular. And getting to watch him last night go to work and just dominate the Phoenix Suns. DeAndre Ayton got in foul trouble, and the Suns just had no answer for Giannis. Uh, watching Jay Crowder usually does a decent job on Giannis. Instead, Giannis is just bullying him and getting to the rim. Giannis was doing whatever he wanted last night. I think my favorite play from last night, just to show how dominant Giannis was, was he got the ball on an inbound. He was complaining to a ref. He turned around, complained to the ref about a call on the other end. Got the ball, turned around, dribbled down the floor, saw they were in a zone, exploited the zone, got to the free throw line. This, the man in the bottom of the zone stepped up, and he dished it to Connaughton right on the baseline and got an easy layup for Connaughton. It just looked like Giannis was playing 
in a league that was below him last night. He was just dominant last night. That play reminded me of if you're in a high school and you got a kid that's just way better than everybody else and he doesn't feel like he has to focus on the game. He can kind of do whatever he wants and he just dominates still. That's what it felt like from Giannis last night. He was just dominant. And he wasn't even hitting his fadeaway jumpers like he was in Game 2. He really didn't hit many of those last night. Instead, he was just getting dunks and layups, and he was hitting his free throws. So that's a good look back at where we were. I mean, Giannis, again, was incredible in that game. You can look at the box score, and I can tell you, but it's good to kind of refresh our memories. They needed that game, and you heard Giannis talk about it too. They needed that game on a Sunday, Pfizer form, and he goes and puts up 41. And he was good at the free throw line, so he was 14 to 23, 13 to 17 from the line. Uh, when I said Jeff Teague, what is happening? That's because he played 14 minutes and had no points. Jeff Teague, there was a there was one game where he did well, but other than that, it was like the George Hill prequel. Uh, but yeah, other than that, the Bucks played very well. Uh, Chris Paul had 19. Booker was three for 14. Remember in that game? Booker three for 14. Uh, they let Cameron Payne shoot a bunch. Uh, he was three of ten. He was bad. So the Bucks needed a victory in Game Three, and then they would not lose since. Now Giannis says, "I'm not Michael Jordan. I'm not going to have four straight games of 40 points." He did have two, and then he had the 50 piece at the end. So Giannis, the point totals were 20, 42, 41. We'll look at Game Four uh, coming up. No, yeah, 20, 42, 41, 26, 32, and then uh, 50. You remember that time, obviously, Tim. You were you were down there. You were in all the action. They yep. needed that win in Game Three. Otherwise, they're down three zero, and I'm collecting those chairs that we put down downtown. Because then, you know, down three zero, you're effed. Yeah, I was at that game, and uh, I just remember walking in, looking at all the finals stuff all over the place, and being like, "Holy cow, this is actually happening!" Yeah. And then they went out and and won. Yeah, it was they, crazy. The NBA Finals. In Milwaukee. We're in Milwaukee. Yeah. And we that, that was still something that I think for us was we were it was we were still soaking it in. You know, the first game of the finals, I was enjoying it so much because there's the finals right there. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, my God, we were in the finals. You know, I love the NBA Finals. And I'd, I had been very invested to it. I don't know if you know this. My brother... <laughs> Works for the Warriors, but then to have like the Bucks get that kind of treatment. The same thing I've been watching these other teams, and now I'm watching the Bucks. And then after game one, I'm like, all right, screw this. We need to win now. You yeah. know, I hate the yeah. Suns. Yeah. But then now you got a game at home. The Bucks went out to Phoenix, lost a couple of times, came back home, got the victory, and then they did not look back. So we'll relive game four a little bit later this week. We'll look back at game five, and then obviously game six when all the emotion will come away. And we'll hear a little bit from that show the next day where I had no voice and I just got rid of my hangover from about a year ago. That was, uh, that was, we'll have to talk to Toby that night, uh, that day, because he gave me a ride to the station. What a nice, what a nice gesture. So my plan was always to sleep here. And then okay. there's just... a room where we can sleep. I ended up passing out on the couch in the studio. When someone was doing a show, yeah, right? Toby's trying to do a show. Okay. With Plucker, I think, and I'm snoring over there. I remember coach. calling in that night, and I'll we'll talk about that on Game Six. But I remember just calling in that night, talking to I think Tim was doing the show at one point. Well, I'll have to night. track down that call. Oh my God, no, you don't. Why were you drunk? <laughs> yes, and you called in. Oh yeah, I was full of emotion. <laughs> Did you cry? Yeah, on the air. Uh huh. 
Oh, well, we're going to find that. No, you are not. You can't stop me. You know what? We might not have it saved, actually. Uh, why? I don't know if we saved the... Save those, uh, that audio. I don't know if we saved those extra shows. Yeah. Oh, man. Darn. You cried on air. It huh? was a good night. It was a long night. It was a great night. Well, we'll talk more about yeah. that when we get into yep, that. Yep, but yep. a year ago today, the Bucks won game three of the NBA Finals and then again would rip off three more after that. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. More coming up here on The Fan. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. Brewers lose yesterday. I think it's frustrating these winnable games that they drop. Man, Saturday was a bummer. That seventh inning got away from Woody real quick. And then uh, Ben Gamble pokes one over the fence. Those uh, that that play from Yelich, I had no idea what was going on. My seat was so good that when Yelich threw it into to home, well, he didn't throw it to home. He threw it to Boxberger for some reason because there was no cutoff guy because like nine people went out to try to catch that ball, and then Yelich catches it, then throws it. I had to think for a second that play. Yeah, what I mean, an awful play. Yeah, and then he was mad at himself. And the, the Brewers lost. Not that I mean, it got another guy at, at the plate, but it scored a run. But Gamble hit a home run anyway, so I don't know. What's frustrating is that the Brewers can't capitalize on the Cardinals losing as well. Where, oh, yeah. Where they could make up, you know, they could be up six, seven games right now. Well, yeah, both teams are like, dude. We don't want the division. Here, you take it. Nah, we don't want it either. Yeah. The Cardinals have to be pissed because they're not winning, and then – the Brewers, they got to be capitalizing on what the Cardinals are doing. Where if you're up seven, eight, nine games, if that could have happened, maybe you force the Cardinals into thinking, well, this may not be the year. Maybe we sell. Oh, well, no. I mean, the, the Baltimore you know the Orioles want to buy now. Yeah, exactly. You know, the these six wildcard spots, I mean, who's even a seller? Here, I'm going to look at that real quick. Who is even? Probably like, Oakland, if there's anyone on there that you want. The Nationals, if there's What's going on in the AL East is incredible. The Orioles, they've won, what, eight in a row? They're a game under 500. They're in a rebuild, but I guess, how do you not go? Don't tell them that. Who are true sellers? The Tigers are 13 under. The Royals are 20 under. I would say, like, the Angels. I always take the Angels to win the AL West, and they always suck. Uh, I don't know what they are. They're 11 under. Yeah. So let's say they're... The Rangers are five under. I'll consider them sellers, and then the A's have only won 29 games. So in the AL, I've got five sellers. I've got the Tigers, the Royals, the Rangers, Angels, and A's. And then in the National League, the Marlins at 41 and 43, I don't think you – I mean, they could trade a guy, but I don't know. The Nationals are sellers, Pirates, Cubs, and Reds, so that's four – and then let's say the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. So a third of the league is sellers. You're gonna have a you're gonna have twenty buyers or close to, and then ten sellers. So that means you know how market value works. That means the price on these guys is gonna be pretty high. And that's why one of the things that we're talking about throughout the morning is do the Brewers trade Josh Hader? Do they trade from a position of strength? You know, because you could slide Devin Williams into the closer role. A lot of these teams would be l- loving to have a guy like Devin Williams as their closer. So do you trade Hater and then trade from a position of strength 
and make your team stronger elsewhere, that's one way to kind of, you know, throw out the cachet. Like, hey, we got we got the opportunity to don't just look at these prospects. We can give you a proven guy, but then you're going to be trading him to one of the buyers and then you're going to eradicate. You're not trading him in the National League because then he's going to knock you out of the playoffs. And that would be foolish. But if you trade him to an American League team, you know, then maybe that's something else. I don't think you'd do it. Josh Hader, by the way, named an all-star once again. He spoke afterwards. Absolutely. I think that's one of the greatest honors. Um, just league. I mean, we play this game as hard as we can and to be the best we can. And just to be recognized throughout the league, um, managers, players, uh, it's it means a lot. And it's an honor for me to uh, be selected and be able to play in it. Corbin had mentioned you guys have become such good friends, and he loves the idea of you guys going together. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And uh, he's obviously from California, so it's kind of like his hometown uh, all-star game in a sense. So uh, it would be fun to, to get out there and, and be able to spend some time with, uh, with him and, and just enjoy that uh, moment. I mean, we had it last year, and hopefully we can get some more guys in. But, um, you know, it's like I said, it's a great honor just to, to be even named about being an all-star. Fun to have the kids around. <coughs> first time as well. Yeah, first All Stars, huh? Craig, Craig always Great gives question. you so much credit for just how you've evolved. You know, just you add pitches, you get better every year, you hold yourself to a very high standard. Are you able to enjoy it for as much work as as you put in when you get experiences like this? Absolutely. I think um, every time I get to be on that field, I enjoy it. I, I have fun with it, and I think um, to. To be out there, to you know, obviously put the work in day in and day out, and to um, you know, get the results I have. It's, I'm very fortunate um, to do that. But I, again, like he said, like I, I try and hold myself to a standard um, that if I can make myself better each and every year, each and every day, um, you know, just try and work on something as little as possible. That at the end of the day, it's going to be, you know, making that bigger picture um, a little bit better. That week is so, there's so much going on when you're out there. Have you learned to manage that and, and to have fun, but also get like the break everybody needs? Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I mean, it's fun in general just being able to go through that, but it is a lot. It's, it's a lot of, uh, you know, back and forth, um, doing a lot of duties, but at the end of the day, um, you can't complain about that because, you know, you're, you're one of the few that are able to get there and enjoy it. So, um, you know, it can be overwhelming, uh, especially with, uh, you know, it's short, what is it, two days? And, I mean, you're pretty much doing stuff, you know, every hour. But just to enjoy that and, and you know, slow it down, I think, uh, is the biggest thing. You know, obviously the red carpet, the home run derby is the, the fun part about those days. And then just being able to enjoy that all-star game is is the, the cake. Was that, uh, was that 19 when that happened, when the tweets came out? Uh-huh. Because he was pitching. He gave up a couple home 19 runs. 19 wasn't, yeah. Right? Yeah. He was giving up home runs. Correct. And so people, for whatever reason, were searching his Twitter. Yes. Because whenever anyone goes on the national stage for the first, like, true time, their Twitter gets searched. Maybe he'll have, maybe he'll have a better experience this time around. Uh, so it's like, was this is the three-year anniversary of when he deleted his account? Corbin Burns has a chance to maybe start. The actual game. If yeah. The, if they are going to hold him back, you said earlier that the Brewers are kind of lining this up where he can pitch in the All Star game. Well, yeah, he 
He will pitch in the All-Star game. He has a chance to start it, right? Wouldn't you think? Yeah, and that's a nice moment. Like, that I'll be okay with. So Burns last pitched Wednesday, right? Correct, against the Cubs. And he's not pitching in Minnesota? No, he's not going to pitch in Minnesota. He'll just pitch that first game against San Francisco on Thursday. So they're going to line up. The Brewers are starting Jason Alexander tomorrow and then uh, Ashby on Wednesday, which means Corbin's going to start the next series in San Francisco, which lines him up to start the All-Star game should he be asked as the reigning Cy Young. So the Brewers had an opportunity to start him on Tuesday. So do you think that's why they're doing this? I'm so sure it he is. he can start yeah. the All-Star game. So they're putting the All-Star game over. Ahead of the team. The starts. Okay. Good move there. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Well, they know they're just going to waste his start anyway. <laughs> you know, so what's, you might as well let him have uh, the career highlight and achievement. You might as well let him do that. Josh Hader, an All-Star, and Corbin Burns, an All-Star. Josh Hader, you heard from the future former Brewer, Josh Hader. Hader, one of the game's great relievers. He's got a 1.8 e, uh, ERA, 26 saves on the season, ranked second with a 15.8 K through nine. So if he were to pitch a nine-inning game, statistically, he would average out to 15 strikeouts in that game. The reigning Cy Young Award winner, of course, is Corbin Burns. Has 134 strikeouts, most in the league. His ERA, 2.20. Those two guys, very good. The all-star list comes out. So the fans vote on the starters. Uh, Starters are Contreras, Goldschmidt, Jazz Chisholm, Machado, Trey Turner, Ronald Acuna, Mookie Betts, Jack Peterson, and then Bryce Harper. Harper's hurt as the DH. They're going to give that start to William Contreras. So you have the Contreras uh, brothers starting first time since the Alomar brothers back in the 90s. And then in the American League, it's Alejandro Kirk, Vlad, Altuve, Rafael Devers. Uh, Tim Anderson, Mike Trout, Judge uh, Giancarlo Stanton, and then Shohei Otani will be the designated hitter. And he also got in as a pitcher, did Shohei. I love the All-Star game. I love when they used to wear their own jerseys. Now they're trying to sell jerseys, of course. Last year were those awful jerseys where it said, like, M-I-L down the sleeve. All white, right? Yeah, and then the logo was, like, pasted on there. Did they come out with the new jersey? Did did they, they do we have did. this year's version? Yeah, they we did. Do. Okay. They, they look better than those, but it's still, it's not. I was even the NBA used to do this. They'd wear their own jerseys. I mean, it's so cool. Like in the NBA, they'd wear the the roads or the homes, and so one team was all white, so you knew which team to pass to, and the other team was the darks or the grays or the blacks or whatever. And in uh, jerseys, and in the all-star game for major league baseball too they would do the same thing now i love that every team is represented i do love that no matter how bad you are every team is represented and i think that i'm a pretty stout baseball fan there were some names on this list of all-stars that i am not entirely familiar with paul blackburn is your representative from the oakland a's he is a pitcher i had to look him up uh, Joe Mantiply, I have never heard of. He is hold a on, hold middle on. Hold reliever. On. I want to guess. For the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay. 
So there's a couple of guys that got in there, and uh, they're obviously their own only representatives, but just some names right away where I'm like, what? Well, like, you know, I, I like when the middle relievers get some love. Remember the year Dan Kolb made an all-star game, but then he pitched in the second inning. I think he made it as a closer, though. I just remember him in the second inning like, oh, my God, Dan Kolb's in right away, and I think he gave up a run, too. So no position players. Maybe we see Rowdy Telez if there's like a vote off or enough guys hurt. I would think the most likely guy to get in after this is Devin Williams. Future closer. <laughs> future future <laughs> August closer, Devin Williams, if uh, Tim Shea's got his say about it. Where are we at with the um, voting? We have a poll up. About the All-Star. I don't know about Josh Hader. Uh, should Hader, should the Brewers trade Josh Hader? 65% say no. 34% say yes. I still, what it comes back to for me is that I don't think the value of what you're going to get for Hader is going to be worth the trade. I, I do not think, oh, we can dream pie in the sky, like, oh, trade him for one of these great hitters. Like, like yeah, trade him for Trevor Story. I don't think that's going to how it goes down will salmon left will salmon left the athletic to go cover the new york mets for the athletic when did that, that happen it just happened oh 40 46 minutes ago actually so we lost salmon and paulie in the same weekend i guess so wow starting a new role today at the athletic as one of its new york mets beat writers was he going to jump start on the David Stearns era? <laughs> I mean, we're still reeling from the loss of Tom Hodricourt. Jeez, I thought after I leave, you guys would stay here forever, but. Hi, Tom. How you doing? Oh, it's good to be back. How's Virginia? I guess I got to come back. Someone needs to write for the Athletic, although uh, the I can't. I got to have a newspaper. I can't write. Hey, what's black, white, and red all over? An all-star jersey? A newspaper. Should the Brewers trade Josh Hader? I, I think the Brewers suck, so I don't care what they do. <laughs> do you know I, I met Craig Council when he was eight years old? At County Stadium? So Will Salmon left, huh? Yeah. Jeez. Sorry, I didn't mean to spring that. I. No, friend of show. Yeah. Oh. So who's next? David Stearns. <laughs> no, not to the Mets. Oh cover the athletic me tim shea for the athletic <laughs> the, the athletic's not going to hire someone who cried after the bucks won the championship oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you know what i always like to think of i like to think of obviously the all-star game that was in milwaukee all those years ago 20 years ago on saturday yeah on saturday um so that game ended in a tie I'm blown away how big of a deal we thought that was. And we really did. They changed the rule the next year. It was a it was a controversy. Okay? So 20 years ago, there was a MLB All-Star game that ended in a tie in Milwaukee, and you you all know the picture of uh, you know, Bud Selig going like, "I don't know what to do" because the teams ran out of pitchers. Now, you could have just had a guy come back in the I don't know why they didn't just I mean, I don't think anybody wanted to. Like, no, this is the All-Star game. I'm not Could you just have a guy come in there and like throw meat? Could you have a position player pitch? That's probably what they do now, but in the All-Star game, they didn't know what to do. What was it? The 10th inning, they just called it a tie. And it was a massive 
legit controversy. And Bud Selig thought it was going to be the stain on his legacy. He was the one who was there when the All-Star game tied. And so they did. They changed the All-Star game to have it count where the winner of the All-Star game got home field advantage, which I don't think it was a big enough deal to change that, but I didn't mind it being for home field. I mean, otherwise they just, they were alternating for a while, which was dumber. Now they go by best record. That's what you should do. It should be best record. So the best record should host. But for a while it would be like, no, this is the NL's year. That was even dumber. That was dumber than having it be decided by the all-star winner. So that was dumber. But I wonder, let's say that never happened. Let's say the all-star game never ended in a tie in 2001. And every all-star games had a winner and loser since. And now here in 2022, next Tuesday, the all-star game would end in a tie. Would we care even one-tenth of the amount? Was, was, were things just simpler back then? Was, was the all-star game a bigger deal? If the all-star game ended in a tie, would there be an out? Would anyone care? Would we get on the, I think we'd get on the air the next day and we'd say, ah, it ended in a tie. That was dumb. I don't even know if we'd do that. Who won the all-star game last year? I'm going to say the American league just because I feel like the national league sucks. But I don't know. I don't remember it. I don't remember. I, I love these games. I watch them all the time. But I don't remember it. I just, for there, there was such a public outcry. People were legit angry. There were calls for Bud Selig to resign as commissioner. How dare he destroy the sanctity of this All-Star game? What do you think the reaction is if the All-Star game's a tie? Does anyone care? Do you care? Do I care? Would you care if that if that never happened, Tim, and the All Star Game never happened? Would you care? We we might we might at most say, "Well, that's dumb." No, I wouldn't care. Ready? Yeah. Game over, and this game will end in a seven-seven tie. And we we'll take a break and come back with much much. Break. Oh, the look on Bud Seeley. He was in a seven-seven tie. Well, we should boo. If you're at the game, you want to see a winner or a loser. For, forever. Forever people were upset about that. I, <laughs> the Miller Park crowd booed. Uh, people were throwing their... They got seat cushions. Tim Allen was telling me this. People got seat cushions at the game. Those yeah. were flying all over the place. I mean, if you're at the game, you want to see a finish. Did we ruin... Did? Did Milwaukee ruin it by booing? The American League won last year 5-2 to two over the National League. Oh, what a thrilling game it was. <laughs> what, if, what if we didn't boo? Maybe if we didn't boo, nobody... I don't know, man. I just remember it being like the... Like baseball died that day. Like all the scandals they've ever gotten through. To have a tie in the All-Star game was such a... Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, boo. You want to see a winner. I still don't understand why they couldn't have just trotted out a position player or just have one have guy the, come back in. Home run derby. Yeah, Even something, that. Something to, or, or Bud could have said, I'll start a guy on second. And then people are like, ah, it's so stupid. And then Manfred did it. No. People, people love it. I do like it. I do too. I, I don't know why people have a problem with it. I don't want to like it. Well, it's stupid. It shouldn't be in the game, but it, it's, mo- it it's more exciting. It makes it quicker and 
you're I'm not going to argue with someone about that. It's a great rule. Well, yeah, and it, it's like the most playoff feel that you're going to get every in the pitch regular matters. season. Yes. Yeah, I love when every pitch matters. That's why the baseball playoffs are so fun. That's why they when they pitch that All Star game, uh, this go- this one counts. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. remember the next year. Yeah, this one counts. Well, it did count. It was a big deal. I just I would love to know if that game didn't end in a tie. And baseball ended in a tie. And now we're in the Rob Manfred era, so we'll probably be like, ah. People were just complaining about that All-Star game because of that. Because it rained, the roof was leaking, the home run derby was hot and muggy. It was just a collection of everything. Yeah. Is that why we've never had one since? And now Seattle's getting another one next year. Atlanta had one. Oh, never mind. Colorado had one. They moved it from Atlanta to Colorado. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They should have moved that. it here. They should have. That They were doing the Hank Aaron tributes. Like, yeah. It, Perfect, perfect setup. You could have gone. I, I maybe. I, <laughs> you might I could have, have been gone. sleeping. Ah, uh, shut up. There is some stadium news that we have today. Did you tell me Heinz Field is no longer? Yeah. What happened to Heinz Field? It's uh, they got new sponsors. Bane's back. It's it's uh, <laughs> Bane is back. Oh, the stadium's still good. It's just they changed their name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you Heinz... told me Heinz Field's no more, and I thought, well, oh the... no, Bane's back. <laughs> the name. Um, what was what did I say it was called? I don't know. Accurate, Accusure, Accusure Stadium, A C R I S U R E, Accusure. Oh, great! Not like I mean, Heinz is a brand too. It's not like it's yeah any better. But the big but... ketchup bottles are gone. Or is Heinz going to still pay to have those? Oh, that's a good question. Like Miller Lite, yes, still has the beer. Yeah. They don't well, have the, and they, they don't. They don't. They have the light deck. Do they? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I hit a home run in there the yes, other day. You're right. Yeah. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. I'm Bart. That's Tim. We'll talk more about this Brewers loss. How they're doing their annual All Star slide one week early. We will take a look at the Bucks summer league and Friday night. Oh, were people upset on Friday night? People could not. I told you. We told. We tried to warn everybody how to find the Brewers game, and. You, you maybe didn't try hard enough. And you're going to have to do it again on Wednesday. Okay? 414-799-1250. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.